0: Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot, and strong. Install a Ream. Not getting enough Triple M footy? Or did you miss something and need to go back and have another listen? Get the Triple M NRL Podcast. It's available right now on the Triple M NRL app. Sunday. A day to worship. Worship a small egg-shaped ball. Oh no, he
1: drops the ball just that.
0: Respectable. You're simply the best. Long live the weekend. Long live rugby league. Oh, you gotta love your rugby league. Two, three, four. Nice to be with you on a Sunday afternoon. Welcome to the Triple M Sunday symphony.
2: And welcome back to it, live at ANZ Stadium on a beautiful Sydney afternoon, beautiful blue sky. Sydney's the place. Uh, lots and lots of feedback about our Carter Edwards audio. Gav Flanagan, old mate of mine, says uh, he loved it. And Robbie Gilbert says too, is that legit, absolutely 100%. I was driving home last night in, the other, in my wife's car. I don't know how to change the radio, so it was on there. And then he's done that little footy rap there, which was absolutely sensational. He's awfully put a lot of preparation into his football knowledge. Uh, Penrith, 29. Roosters, 28. A bit like like Redfern us. Rocket-esque. Camp, I don't know about that, mate. I put it. <laughs> Mate, I told you many, many years ago fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Prepare to fail, fail to prepare. <laughs> Something.
3: <laughs> Sounds like you failed to prepare. Yes. And of course, uh, uh, as uh,
2: St. As Matthew said to the Judeans, there's always free cheese in a in mousetrap. A mousetrap. Uh, Penrith 29, Roosters 28. Canberra you know 32. what else I heard
1: St. Matthew Motta said as well? Yeah. You've got a rowboat brain and the a battleship, battleship mouth. And he was talking about you too. Jack Gibson said <laughs> that. that. Should... I think it was. was I think it was, rings very true for the last 30 seconds of your career, Anthony. Mate, uh, t- what about you today? What, did you think it was retro around? Why'd you come in in that shirt? What's wrong mate, with you look shirt? like the Milky Bar. throwing? <laughs> don't you start throwing stones <laughs> about bike. clothes? Yeah, You've just put one leg over the other. Fair dinkum, those things are sprayed on those mate. strides. <laughs> I'm worried about how you're going to get them off.
2: Uh, no, I'm not going to get them off. I'm going <laughs> to get the police rescue squad to get them off me. Mate, I would not wear that shirt to the garbage man's board. Mate,
1: I wouldn't wear what you are wearing today to bed, and well, that's your A grade number one <laughs> numero uno threads. Okay,
2: now I said they were my they NRL standard, their first grade standard, but they're not my they're not my you know um, uh, franchise player <laughs> clothes. They're just mm. something I threw on for today.
1: You're in reverse at the moment, Anthony. Where are we headed? Okay. Uh,
2: If you'd let me get through it this time, that would help. Uh, Penrith 29, Roosters 28, Canberra 32, Sharks 20. Sharks done for the year. Storm 36, Parramatta 24, Micah Sivo done for the year and maybe Blake Ferguson too. We don't know as yet. Uh, Cam Munster is confident of being back on the field in two weeks' time, we'll keep an eye on that. Another win for the Canberra Raiders. A lot of people tip this as the team that could win the competition from outside the top four, and one of their stars players is on the phone with us to talk to us now. Tom Starling, welcome to the Sunday Sin Bin.
4: Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.
2: Of course, mate. Congratulations on your form too. You had uh, big shoes to fill, but by golly, you've 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 filled them. Yeah,
4: it's uh, been a yeah, exciting year for me. Um, stepping up into in the first grade, uh, week in, week out. So, um, yeah, I've been been loving me time in the
1: top, top grade. Just give us a bit of an insight, Tom, into the conversation when Ricky Stewart grabbed you at training one day and said, listen, mate, I, w- I want you to jump into the starting number nine jumper and play a far greater role. What did he actually say to you about the type of p- role that he wanted you to play for the Raiders? Uh, yeah, he
4: just... He, um, obviously, I was coming off the bench there for a few weeks, but still getting some good minutes there at nine because uh, Lever jumped back into into the four pack, and he's uh, he's a really good uh, ball runner, so that helped the game out. And then, um, yeah, he just said to me one day that you're going to start this week, mate. You've earned it, so uh, I was pretty pretty cool hearing that. And then, um, yeah, he just said to keep playing your game, mate. Uh, bring you bring a lot of energy to the team, and um, just stick to what you've been doing, mate. That's that's what got you here. So he he keeps it nice and simple for me. It uh, doesn't try and overcomplicate it. It's it's a pretty simple game when you <laughs> when you uh, when you think about it. It's just run hard, tackle hard, and um, just work with the players around you. So yeah.
3: So what are you trying to do then, Tom, out there, mate? Like like oh, we look at you, and there's been some comparisons drawn to Damien Cook. Uh, obviously, you've come in after Josh Hodgson. It plays a you know, a different type of role. Do you have a a sort of a, a way you you're trying to spark the Raiders up?
4: Um, just, for, I, I think I'll bring a lot of energy to the team. I, um, I'm a, I like to get out there and rip in. I'm always having fun out there and stuff like that. So yeah, it was just bring the energy, um, but also steer steer our middle forwards around uh, in the middle of the because we've got such a such a big powerful full pack. So uh, we try and get them over the advantage line and get us a quick play ball, and then our halves, Georgie Williams and uh, Jackie White, and we'll get off the back of that and create something off there. So. Uh, that's that's me. That's pretty much my job. Get the get the big boys moving forward, and then if I see a uh, play the ball, I can I can dart out myself, and then uh, give a good early ball to uh, our halves when they want it.
5: Yeah, well, your halves are playing absolutely outstanding at the moment. If both of them call at the same time, who do you pass it to?
4: Uh, I'll probably just shoot myself. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> uh, go yourself. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Uh, it's um, Georgie. Georgie's sort of playing on the ball at the moment, so. And um, as a as a traditional halfback, and then uh, he's got he's got Chance and um, Jack out, out out further wider. So it's usually going to George, who's probably the man I'm looking for. And then obviously, but if Jack Jack uh, Jack wants the ball, he, he gets the ball because he's it's um, well, every time he gets the ball, he's dangerous. So um, yes, yeah, so both of them are good options. I think either way I'm going, it, it should end up well. <laughs>
3: Tom, last night the uh, the sharks came out with some serious intent and, and got away to a, a really good start and really dominated your, uh, field position wise early in the game. Just take us into the the mindset of, of the team at the moment because the one thing we did see in the race, there didn't seem a lot of panic or or overly uh, concerned about it.
4: Yeah, the sharks they come out they come out fine. They'll um, they on their game. They were um, they were. Credit to them, they they come out fine and they put us on the back foot early. Um, but we 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 know our game. Sticky Sticky wasn't panicked at half-time. He he, he coming and so weren't we. We'll we we're behind the line every time they sorry points on me on oh, sorry um. We'll we'll confident. We just like stay at our game. And, you know we'll we'll wrestle momentum back and in the second half we. We ended up doing that. We just t- had to tighten our day up a little bit. We were a bit loose there in the first half, which which let their big their big uh, middle forwards sort of get a roll on. But as soon as we tightened that up, um, we knew what our, what our game could produce, and um, got the benefits of that late in the second half. So yeah, there was no, no definitely no panic from us. Um, Rick- we just knew, we knew how to stick to our game.
3: Ricky's got a reputation as a cranky guy, uh, and a lot of people after the first half last night were anticipating he'd go in and. Basically, peel the paint from the walls. But how, how was he at the break?
4: No, he was good. As I said before, he he, um, he said we, we've been shooting ourselves in the foot, um, giving up cheap ball coming out of yardage, and uh, you know we only. I think we doubled the doubled the tackle account to theirs, and we only had the ball maybe two sets inside their twenty. So he said we just got to stick at it, um, and the tide will turn if if we obviously hold on to the football and stuff like that. He wasn't. He wasn't. He was confident that we could get, turn this around, and so yeah, he wasn't—he wasn't too bad. He was just had a few things we needed to tweak, and he brought them up, and we—we uh, we did that in the second half. You got
3: the Roosters next week. Has there been any discussion about that yet?
4: Nah, we'll um, at had a, had a chat after the after the game um, yesterday about a uh, uh, game yesterday, and then um, we've got a we've got a recovery day tomorrow, so we'll, we'll be in there to, uh, probably start preparing for that. We'll have a review of uh, this game, and then we'll.
2: Move quickly onto the Roosters. No worries. All right. Well, we'll let you go, mate. And thank you so much for your time today. That uh, that really sets. That's going to be an absolute crack. That'll be the game of the finals so far. Raiders Roosters next weekend. We wish you the best of luck. Cheers,
4: guys. Thanks for having me. Looking Good forward
2: on to you, Done. Tom Starling. His form's been outstanding as we go into the finals here at Triple M. Yeah, and they had a win last night. They they took their time, but as you were sort of alluding to earlier, Paul, all the sides have come out uh the underdogs specifically have come out in these games so far they've come out firing haven't they
3: yeah look i I think all three games so far the underdogs have come out and and they have to do it anthony the the way they play is, is they've got to get out and they've got to get themselves in the contest because they've come off particularly like the sharks came off that poor poor loss to canberra the week before and and yeah obviously the roosters had their terrible performance against south sydney in in the final round and so I just think it's been one of those things. Parramatta form has been patchy for weeks. So uh, they, they all needed to come out and make a statement and rule, uh, show their intent about how they've got to play. Now, in all three games, we haven't seen, uh, perhaps except for the Roosters probably the exception, but certainly the other two, they couldn't maintain the, the rage for the full 80 minutes, but certainly they were in the game. Mm. Uh, and again, we've got to see that today. Both these teams are coming off vastly different last-round performances but I don't think that's really going to be a big deal. But it's been, that's that's a hallmark of the semis. There's always upsets in the semis. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, hasn't been so far, but there's been certainly some surprising performances, and uh, certainly for periods of the game. All right, um, Gordy, let's bring you back into this one, mate.
2: What about if you're uh, Bomber Morris, John Morris? You're the coach of Cronulla, or you're a Cronulla fan? You look at this side. They made the finals this year. They <coughs> hadn't beaten the top eight side, and. Again, they had a, a, an awful run with injuries, losing Sean Johnson late in the season. Where do you see them from here? Do you give them a pass mark on the year and what sort of players do you think they need going forward?
5: Oh, well, I do give them a pass mark. I think, you know, from the talent that has left or the experience that has left Cronulla um, in the last couple of seasons where they finished up, don't forget they lost Sean Johnson. I think, um, I think they need another front row. I think for feeders um, at the end, um, of his tether. You know, he's been a great player for the Sharks. It looks like that his knees and his body's starting to give in. But um, I reckon they need a centre. Uh, they need a full-back. Obviously, you know, Dugan's Dugans there. So they need a world-class full-back, a centre, and they need a front rower. And I think the Sharks, um, after Sean Johnson got a bit of a rev from Um, Cooper Cronk at the beginning of the year, he's been probably, you know, uh, the informed half um, of the competition. So I think that they're pretty safe everywhere else. And I love Wade Graham. You know, he's just, you know, uh, he's just a great player on an edge.
2: Yeah, he is. He's awesome, Wade Graham. And what do you think, uh, Hoops? That Bomber Morris has done enough to look at having more of a long-term stay there at the Sharkies?
1: Well, now I think it's a big season for Bomber next year, Anthony. That's the final season of the three-year contract that he signed. Now, look, he's done a a very competent job to get them into the finals. In his first year, they made the finals again this season, uh, but he hasn't really been able to take him to the next level. We should point out there have been a hell of a lot uh, of challenges that haven't been of his doing; that he's had to try and handle. He's been cleaning up other people's mess. Yep. Uh, I'm talking about the salary cap. Uh, I'm talking about you know there's been a litany of injuries down there to big name players that he had no control over signing. So the people who Bomber has signed. Uh, and the young players that he has brought through. Well, he hasn't signed. He hasn't been able to sign any player uh, in terms of big-name note. Uh, but he's done a good job bringing through people like Toby Rudolph, Britton Okora, mm. uh William Kennedy, Sione Katoa. You know, there's a heap of them out of that Newtown Yeah. Jet side, so it's a big year for him next season. He's going to need um, to start fast and to have Cronulla, you know, sitting pretty um, early on if he's going to win a contract extension.
2: Okay, what about the Raiders, boys? Here, Paul. Now they're just one of those sides, aren't they? The Raiders that are good to watch when they start, you know, getting on a roll down the middle of the field there, and you've got Jackie White and then you've got um, George Williams, who's been such a success in his in his first year in the NRL. Papali Bateman, this side. If they get the Roosters next weekend, look out. Well, they have got the Roosters next I mean, weekend. if they beat them. I know they've got... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah.
3: Look, yeah, they're a... Uh, Canberra, I think, probably started the, the the small revolution we're seeing in attack now in the game. And a few other teams. I think Penrith have, have taken it to a, a, a new level as well, as well as the... Uh, Obviously, the Roosters throughout the year, their attack was superb. Uh, I think that began with the Raiders who played a very loose and they are the first team to really go away from that set structure. There was a period there four or five years ago where teams were completely in structure and yet Ricky Stewart as coach, and, and for all the criticism, Ricky Copps is, as a coach, he was the one that recognised the, the playing group he had and the way they needed to play. So he allowed them to fall out of structure and just play that sort of a little bit... That that that's just, I was, you know that footy that you are just playing what you see type stuff and just ad lib you know, ad lib support each other and, and that sort of thing. Ball player gets across the field, he finds someone shooting at a hole, that sort of stuff. I love the way the Raiders play, but I think a few teams are now taking on. I think that's where the game's heading. And they're, they're a quality side. But the, the one thing about the Raiders, look, they've got their tails up at the moment. They are they are a very confident side. Uh, that week where Ricky rested a lot, of them, uh, gave them a chance to really go away and, I suppose, freshen up a bit. But they're doing it the tough way. They're doing it from fifth position. They're doing it from outside the top four. They're coming up against the Roosters now. Both sides have got to go into this this game really busted up. Both sides can't afford an, another injury. Mm. Uh, I think they're both going to put out a pretty good, you know, 17. But I think once you start to get the depth chart down to, you know, play 19, 20. That's when they're going to be in trouble. So they both do. Whoever wins next week needs to get through without an injury, because what well, they'll be going up against Melbourne the following week. Now Melbourne, we don't know whether Munson's got to be there or not, but they're going to go up against Melbourne, and Melbourne are a tough team to beat. And you've got to be you got to be at least close to your best.
2: Hey, what about this, Paul? Because you know Ricky very well, and I I'll, you bring the other two in it, or someone like me who's only a rugby league fan. So they're in the in training this week, Raiders. And does, does Ricky bring this up? Does Ricky say to him, remember what happened last year in the grand final, we need to get one up on these? Does it
3: come into the motivation nah. at all? No, he doesn't say that because... It's, I don't think you need to, do that It doesn't need yeah, to be right. said. everybody
1: remembers what happened.
3: And look, the Raiders, the, the players themselves, the one thing, so again, the one thing Ricky's done as a coach because he's had the time to do it, is he's assembled a squad that reflects him so are his players love him and they play that footy. They love that sort of stuff. He gets players into the club. It's like Melbourne reflect Craig Bellamy and the Roosters re- reflect Trent Robinson. Mm. Over time, a coach gets the, gets a squad to reflect his values. That's Ricky's values. So they'll, they'll, Ricky doesn't need to say what he thinks of the Roosters or last year's grand final or any of that. They don't even have to mention six again. We in the media will bring that up sometime this week Yeah. and people will be talking about that. But the fact is the ra- the Raiders will be looking to get back at the Roosters for their own purposes because that's the sort of characters they are. And and the Roosters themselves will know that they're coming. The Roosters won't. They're not going to shy away. You can't imagine Jared Warrior Hargraves has got to sit there and go, oh, you know. The Raiders are going to try and square up. Of course he's going to square up. He's going to welcome the challenge. That's that's the great part of the game when they do go with that mindset. And I'm really looking forward to this game. This is going to be the best game certainly we've seen so far in the um, finals,
2: at least leading into it. On paper. Okay, we'll have that game for you live on the Triple M network. We'll have all the finals games, grand final, all up into origin as well. Right now it's Paul Kent, James Triceps, Hooper Gordy, Tallison, Maroon. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll have a look at what's happening with the news because Hoops has got a couple of scoops as Triple M rocks the finals. Uh,
0: Triple M M. M Sunday's Invier is full of experts. If you're looking for expert legal advice, have a chat to Bryden's lawyers. Triple M. Rocks footy. Woo! The Triple M Sunday CB. Nice to be with you on a Sunday afternoon. Triple M Rocks footy.
2: And welcome back to ANZ Stadium. And of course, we're about 90 minutes away from kickoff between the Newcastle Knights and the Rabbitohs. Bit of news floating around the place that we just wanted to check on before we do. Hoops, can we start with this um, Bulldogs board situation that never goes away? It's been rumblings all year and rumours and innuendo. It's yep. awful. When your club is in this situation, what can we say to Bulldog supporters today?
1: Oh, look, as it sits at the moment, it's just all out civil war. So you've got factions, uh, various sides of um, people aligned with other people. Uh, it is, you know, football club, leagues club, front office... Uh, I think there's a lot of frustration now starting to build within the Bulldogs members and supporters. I think they're fed up with it. They just want it resolved. And so uh, the latest is that there's obviously a challenge on to try and a coup to try and unseat Lynn Anderson, Paul Dunn and John Ballasty off the Bulldogs uh, football club board. Um, So uh, they got enough signatures together to call an emergency general meeting. That must happen now within the next six weeks unless they holster arms and decide that they don't want to go through with it with it which at this stage nobody's been able to break a piece uh in the middle of it all of the laundry family who've obviously put their hands in their pockets and tipped a hell of a lot of money in to be major sponsor of the bulldogs for the next couple of years but crucially they've got to get out clause they can walk away if the politics starts to turn dirtier than what it is already well they can just they can just say, OK, thanks, lawnsman, thanks, small boys. It's been a pleasure. We wanted to help out, but you know, we don't want to do business like this. Uh, and they can just pack their things up and, and walk away from the deal. I don't think it's going to come to that at this stage, but if they can't fix it, all the factions that are fighting behind the scenes,
3: if they can't fix it quickly, then it is a possibility. I think the significance out of this is for some years now the club has been split into two factions. Okay, so you had the Ray Dib faction who had control for a while and then uh, the Lynn Anderson faction came in and said, you know what, we don't like the way that the the direction the club has gone and they uh, basically went up in the election uh, of the board and, and unseated them. This current petition for an extraordinary general meeting to remove these three people is not being driven by the other faction. The guy who who has put this petition together, who we weren't quite sure who it was at the beginning, is a sponsor called John Karen Nicholas, who was actually responsible for getting Lynn Anderson in. And so he was disillusioned with the previous board, and helped Lynn Anderson in, and her faction. Now, what's happened over the year, over the past couple of years, is. He's not been satisfied with the way they are operating and the, the, with the politics that are being played within the club. And basically, I think he's realised that he's replaced like for like. It's just, it's just, it's like, you know, Labour Party politics, essentially, mm. the bulldogs. Mm. So what's happened is he said, you know what, there's, there's people here who are working, um, who have got their own agendas. And so what he's done, he said, you know what, we need to move, remove people. Now, I understand that someone close to this has actually come to, through a third party, has come to him to try and make a deal to uh, get some power, uh, you know, remain and, and get some power at the club. Now, what's happened there is it's just the same politics. So what he's done is he's knocked that back because under this EGM, what they want to do is they want to remove these three, Lynn Anderson, John Ballasey, and Paul Dunn from the board, And when they're removed, they want to say to the four board members who are left, you guys decide who you want on the board. Go and pick the best people who are going to be there for Canterbury and are not going to be part of these political factions within the club. They're looking... This this EGM, as I understand it, is a shift by sponsors who are putting money into the club, who have been dissatisfied with the politics of the club and the, their treatment by the club, and they're saying enough's enough. We want we to get this changed and we get the right people in for the right reasons. Now, when Parramatta were going through a similar thing here, it couldn't change until the government got involved after they found evidence of... Uh, what was it It was the office of liquor and gaming office, the office of liquor and gaming got involved because they they because they, remember if you remember Paramatta. Were, were were recording their that's uh, right, their board meetings their board yeah, meetings yeah. where it was proven that they were cheating the salary cap yeah, so, so they weren't being how they
1: were going to rot the cap yeah.
3: so they, they were cheating the salary cap so that that's why their office of liquor and gaming got involved there now they can't do this here at Canterbury So there needs to be a circuit breaker. This looks to me like it could be a positive for the club. And in many respects, the two factions uh, who were there some years back and the faction that are there now, if their love for the club is genuine, then this might be an opportunity for the club to have a complete break now from those factions and to distance themselves and to actually get back to a point where the club is just running on... People or by people who are there for the best of the club. Yeah. I think this notion that Canterbury is the the family club is complete rubbish. That's long gone. It's it's a myth. Okay, it, it's grown in the telling. The irony of the fa- family club was it was called the family club back when Peter Moore uh, was the the chief executive of the club. His daughter Lynn Anderson was the marketing boss. Uh, his son-in-law Steve Fokes was the coach. Uh, sorry, Chris Anderson was the coach. Steve Fokes, his other son-in-law, was the trainer. His son Kevin Moore coached lower grades. That's that's where it just came from. The Hughes boys were involved. Yeah. They're, they're cousins of the of the uh, the end uh, of the Moore clan so that's that's where that, this came from but that every club does their best now yeah. All right. Well, we'll take a break, boys.
2: We'll lighten things up a little bit. We've got a big game here this afternoon. It's only an hour and 20 away. It's a Rabbitohs and the Newcastle Knights. But we haven't done our pub quiz yet, so let's lighten things up today. Pub trivia. Yeah, we've got what's pub the, trivia. What's the
1: uh, topic today, Anthony? Well, the
2: topic today is Rugby League Grand Finals. Oh, that's it's the end. And finals. So Good we've it. got a lovely prize today, too. You can have your pick of a multigrain sandwich or a ham and cheese roll from the caterers here <laughs> uh, who do a great job at ANZ Stadium as Triple M rocks the final.
0: Triple M Sunday SydBed is full of experts. If you're looking for expert legal advice, have a chat to Bryden's lawyers. Triple M rocks footy. The Triple M Sunday SydBed. Nice to be with you on a Sunday afternoon. Triple M rocks footy. And welcome back to it. We are live
2: at ANZ Stadium. Beautiful day in Sydney too. A lovely blue sky. And uh, I know you're listening right across uh, the east coast of Australia. Um, and Sydney, if you've never been to Sydney, just a beautiful city, especially on a day like today. And uh, ANZ Stadium, the Rabideaus fans are starting to make their way in. So to the Newcastle fans who are making their way down the M1. Remember, it's double demerits. And we'll have that game for you live at 4 o'clock. But right now, it's time for this.
3: Welcome to Maroon's Trivia Night.
2: Well, okay, there's the shortened intro. Gee, that was the shortened <laughs> <intro>. <laughs> 200 200. To me? Tonight, I don't know what's happened, but part of the... Budget cost, cuts. Part of the Cut cutting Now, boys, uh, I've just got a little bit of bad news for you, Paul, before we go on, because you had $15 in cre- You were playing for $15 in credit for the yeah. Triple M vending machine, but the vending machine, I noticed yesterday, is now gone. So oh, you've now cancelled. You've got nothing, mate. There's nothing to fall back on. There's no insurance. There's no insurance. You can... You know, it's, yeah. going- it's, in-, it's in the trivia court now. The tribunal's looking at it, <laughs> oh. but... I mean, it'll go well into next year before we get a result. The Trivia Appeals Tribunal. Yeah, the old, uh, the old tat, the old Trivia Appeals Tribunal. Uh, so, but like, we were going to have, we were going to have our, um, our man Felix fill in for you today. Our Felix the Cat, our producer, but he's not here. So um, he's probably had a big night on the, on the. Uh, he lost dancing. I actually saw Felix in King Street, Newtown. Coming out of a place called the Tool Shed, which is, I assume is something to do with. Oh, uh, he's that, always yeah. been a handyman. Yeah, something to do with uh, that sort
1: of thing. He'd Any- been at Bunnings, had he? <laughs> yeah. Next door to Bunnings. Uh, okay, here we go,
2: boys. Yes. Your name is your buzzer. Are we ready? And uh, Paul, the prize today is some catering from ANZ Stadium. Question number one your name is your buzzer. What number jersey did Brad Fittler wear in the 1991 Grand Final? Fun- yes. Woody. Paul, three. And three is correct. Dear oh dear. 1 nil. Question number two. Right, uh, let's go for this one here, give you some sort of a chance here. Um, hoops. <laughs> uh, who Who won the Clive Churchill medal in
5: 1999? Gordy. Yes, Gordy. Paul. Brett Kamali.
2: And it's... Uh, oh. Yeah, it is yeah, it Brett is. Kamali. Yeah. Yeah. One all. It should have been all right. Kiara Nikkei. All right, well, he we didn't ask you about that, so let's just continue on.
5: <laughs> oh, I thought I was going to get another half a point. No. Uh,
2: who? What player scored the first try last night for Parramatta? Hoops. Yes. Hoops. Oh. Come on. Five. Four. Three. Second round. Nathan Brown. Yeah, he's just got in there. We're trying to help you. Yeah, Come on, yeah. mate. Everybody in Australia. I, I kept
1: thinking of that guffo try. That Cheer the, the, the little the awesome. Cheer yeah. the little battler. We got there.
2: So one rule we have at Trivia is after you've answered the question, don't go gibbering on about you know the bloke or you scored another try or you went to school with his grandfather. I don't care. <laughs> just answer the question, all right? Okay. So you've all got one point and here's the next question. Yep. Um, who won the 2012 Clive Churchill medal? Who won the twenty twelve Clive Churchill medal?
1: Hoops. Yes, Hoops. I'll say Billy Slater.
2: Oh no, no, hoops. no. Yeah, well, no There's second prizes. Mm. Okay, next question. Who was it? It was Cooper, Cooper Cronk. Cronk. Oh, right. Uh who captained Manly in the twenty eleven grand final? Paul. Yes. Jason King? No. Gordy's won. You two won oh. Who Next question. Was it, it was uh, the killer, Jamie Lyon. Ah, I was too. Oh, that's the a question. Killer. I was going to have, what was his nickname? Now I've given the oh.
3: answer. Say it again with Susan. Oh, oh. oh, oh, the oh Dove. <laughs> Mad the question now.
2: Bloody hell. Right. Who coach, what coach lost the 1988 grand final? Paul.
3: Oh. Paul. <laughs> and Ryan. That's
2: correct. I've lost track of the score. I think it's one all. It's I, all ones. Yeah, is it? one 1-2 one, 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 one. One, for Hoops. Yep. Two for uh, hoops. Gordie on two. One no, for... no, I got, yeah, Nathan Brown. No. Oh, you did, yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah, but then you lost the next, on the next one, you lost it. No. You went for Cooper Cronk. When
1: it... Yeah. Okay. Oh,
2: who's keeping well, come bro- on, mate, you're <laughs> running this circus. Hey, I'll cancel this whole thing. And this wouldn't <laughs>
1: <one,
3: this laughs> get a start.
1: <laughs> we mate, be this, that lucky. this trivia thing would not get a start on community radio. Mate, it, i don't know how you've convinced mate, the network owners uh, to keep oh, running. Mate, the I'll winning. just pull the
2: pin on the whole thing. <laughs> I'll pull the pin on the whole thing. I don't care. All right, here we go. Next question. Um... And in 1988, Phil Gould was the coach of the Premiership winning team. How old was Phil Gould? Paul. Yes, Paul. 30. Oh, he's done it. What's that, two? Yep. You only That's need 30. one to win. You only need one to win here, Paul. Okay, next question is, who scored the first try
1: in the 1997 Grand Final? Hoops. First, yes, Hoops. I'm just doing it so Kenny can't get it. Yeah. Uh, 97, I will say. Steve Renoff. Oh, and Craigie.
2: No, no, you're minus seven.
3: Yeah. What? Hey, 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 hey. Hey, who is it? John Hopperwati. Yeah, well, okay, what about. The, the, the Super what League. About, what about the Super League graphics? Oh, oh, he's gotcha. He's gotcha on, on Did the I, technicality.
5: Mate?
2: Steve oh, Renoff. Gordon's right. Oh, you Steve you know Renoff. Right, you know what? I'm cancelling the oh,
0: He's <laughs> throwing the toys out of the
2: car. It's over. He's throwing the toys out. It's over. It's over. No, there's winners. Mate, it's no just, winners. There's a walkout. No There's You Mate. blokes don't deserve a good trivia what quiz What sort like of that.
3: circus are you Mate, running here? No, it's cancelled. How can you ask who scored the try at grand final when there's two grand finals? No, don't
2: worry about it. I don't <laughs> want to talk about it. I, <laughs> <you>
1: know, <laughs> I, hey, Gordy. Gordy, you know the real reason why he's pulled the pin on it? Because he's, he's running a question. He doesn't know enough. Prepare no. the b- b- preparing. <laughs> Let's
3: let's let's take a, break. Oh, preparing. File, to prepare, prepare, a file to prepare Anthony. Fail to
1: prepare Anthony. Triple M prepare.
3: rocks the finals. It's
1: huh?
0: failing <laughs> <laughs> prepare. Triple M, M. Sunday Cynthia is full of experts. If you're looking for expert legal advice, have a chat to Bryden's lawyers. Triple M rocks footy. <laughs> the triple Sunday CB. Nice to be with you on a Sunday afternoon. Triple M
2: rock's footy. Well, welcome back to it. A whole heap of tweets and emails coming in at triple M underscore NRL. Julie's in parks listening to us uh, via the app. Julie says to tell Hoops to make sure he puts plenty of 30 plus on his head. It's gonna be warm today. <laughs> uh, Julie, don't have a crack up, my friends, Julie. No, nah, that's fair. No, don't wins. Julie. She's don't. Just and, to look after not uh, I, I take offense when somebody picks on my mates, <laughs> I jump, I jump in front of them. <laughs>
1: and somebody picks on my mates. Like I all of them. us, mate, like all yeah. of us. So speaking uh. of that. I'm glad Gordon brought something up before the break in the pub trivia where he pointed out that question was a little bit ambiguous about right. the 1997 grand final. Now, just in that ad break, yeah. I've since been doing a little bit of research mm. and I've discovered that Paul's answer about Jason King being the captain of Manly in 2011 in that grand final is correct.
2: No, it's incorrect. It's incorrect, Jay. Uh, the 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 captain. I was here on the day twenty eleven Grand Final. So was I. Was Killer Lion, and uh, after the game, I went round to the Manly sheds and, and had a, a frothy with him. at a cold one. Well, and uh, thank the Killer.
3: Look, mm-hmm. I didn't want it to be difficult because I oh. ready to get my out. <laughs> but they were co-captains that year. Let me just put, <laughs> let me just say this. <laughs> Let me just, listen, no, they they weren't the crickets. No, they were <laughs> no, 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 no.
2: when, when it comes to the quiz, when it comes yeah, to trivia, I just, uh, <laughs> in charge, right? I'm in charge. You're in charge. I'm in charge.
3: See, all your good work. So any claim you make in that area... It's just undone by the fact you asked Ah, about the 97 grand final without realising. Mate, if you can have two grand finals in 97, certainly you can have two captains, Anthony. No, no. They were the the original
2: co-captains. Nobody even talks about the Super League grand final. Nobody even knows who won the Super League grand final. Do they, Gordy?
5: Uh, yes, they do, Anthony.
1: Anthony, right, listen, I've got the official listen, record listen, listen, here in front right, of me listen, now listen. from the NRL, <laughs> and it stipulates Jamie Lyon and Jason King no, no, were co-captains no, no, don't when Manly make, beat the make, Warriors make, in make, 2011. This
3: technically makes me the winner. Yeah. Okay. Which means you've got to run out and get me one of those sandwiches you're talking about. (laughs) Hoops, hoops,
2: your mouth is writing checks your brain can't cap. (laughs) Cap. Well, he said (laughs)
3: it. (laughs) Robo. What was it? Robo brain. brain, Robo brain. brain,
2: Battleship mouth. Yeah. It's one of Jack
1: Gibson's best. As
2: far as the the quiz goes, I don't care anymore because I'm not doing it anymore. Because (laughs) I put in all that effort. When I could be out this morning walking my dog, but, writing but questions Anthony, and, clearly I only work two days Anthony, a week anyway. Who Anthony, said I only work two Anthony, days a week?
3: Clearly, you were preparing to fail.
2: Because you failed. It doesn't matter. Well, you were because Any, you got two questions wrong. In your, <laughs> you only asked six, mate, and you got the, two wrong. The, Jamie Lyons was the <laughs> captain, not Jason King. <laughs> All right? And I, if I'm you know, say, so,
3: You know what? You're going to be doing footage coverage. Two grand
5: finals.
3: Next year, you're going to be doing footy coverage with Carter, whatever his name is, from, <laughs> from that show last night, because that's about the extent of your knowledge. <laughs> the cut, we, can we get that Carter Edwards audio back on? We'll have to dig that Let's oh. Get him back on, because oh. I tell you what. Mate, I tell you what, it's a photo. We've got to call for a developed print between you and Carter Edwards. <laughs> okay, we, all right. Now, listen,
2: firstly, okay, he's everybody's calling in asking us about the Carter Edwards audio. Just to be clear, I was listening to this show on 2SM last night and they were having this in-depth conversation about rugby league led by a chap named Carter Edwards. I don't know Carter, but here's how it went down.
0: What you go
1: for? Well, I don't have much time, but because I live in the uh, district of the people that I should be following, the Knights, then... Um, oh. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Yes. Follow. Who did
1: they play? I don't know. I, I don't know because we weren't uh, we weren't showing that particular game. It has changed. The game itself has changed a hell of a lot just recently. It
5: but has.
1: They're doing a lot of lot of um, passing it to the people that are directly behind them, aware of <laughs> it's
0: necessary to get it uh, happening. And I think it's a terrific addition to the game. Terrific. I like it that that yes. way. Yes. yeah mm. There we go. <laughs> to fail
2: to good. prepare, prepare to <laughs> fail. We're going to take a break. <laughs> Triple M rocks
0: the finals. <laughs> Triple M Sunday Sinbin is full of experts. If you're looking for expert legal advice, have a chat to Bryden's lawyers. Triple M rocks footy. Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7
3: through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream.